I mean, I stream two days a week now. That's pretty good. Oh no, the lights reflect off my head. <laughs> oh no, yes. and it all, it's all ruined. That's awesome. All because like I have them on like the like pointed downward, um, on the upper trim. I thought it might help light some of this stuff, which it does actually, but mm. it also. I I need head. a I need a hair I need a haircut, but I refuse to get one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Char Shot Gamescast. Each other week, friends go around and talk about the games they're playing, things going on in their lives. Today, I have with me, Justin. I had a, a a bit to start off, and I forgot it. You should do "I'm blue, da ba dee da ba die," and then have the blue lights go off. That's <laughs> Plus, it's a visual gag, and like, just move on. <laughs> uh. I'm just going to say thanks, Ghost, for following. I don't know. I'm in the middle of a stream. I'm trying to do the thing where I'm like paying attention to the stream and then also do this. No. No. You are a podcaster right now. Uh, and then we also have the Marvelous One, Ben. Listen, you son of a bitch. I can stop playing Xenoblade anytime I want. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. With- Shut the hell up. Sorry. Okay. What? Are we doing this? Is this a show? I'm sorry. I, I have hives. You come after Justin. You can't tell people what you're playing right now. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Know your place. Know your role the, and shut I'm your s- mouth. Two white guys telling the brown guy to know his place. What I'm a just, shock. I'm just doing a rock what? Um, what I'm Irish. Shock. I'm a minority. No, you are not. <laughs> you are a minority in the 19th century, motherfucker. We had That's a potato so famine. Thank you. Lots yeah, of Irish people died. Yeah. It's not yeah. funny. No, it's not. <laughs> We're all in this together. Fuck cops. There you go. Respect my potato heart. Uh, so speaking of your potato heart, how about your potato games? Um, I actually haven't played any potato games, but there's stuff in my drink. That's Somebody's gonna make good. that a game. There's a lot potato of potato simulator. There's potato games out there. I'm not gonna worry potato about it. Simulator 2021. Um, it feels like I haven't played much this week. I don't know where my weeks have been going. Like, quarantine sucks, man. Um, but I... Oh, that's because I've been playing a bunch of Spider-Man. That's why. <laughs> uh, I ran through all of the DLC for Spider-Man um, for the the DLC story... Like, season two of the story play, which is on the DLC. Uh, so I finished all that. I like to just kind of get it like front-loaded. So I can kind of get a sense for how long each episode is going to be and like what needs to go where, because you know sometimes like you'll do a side quest that's like that story related, like vaguely um, or just interesting to include, but like you want to you know throw it sooner with the rest of the side quest stuff. So you got to move things around and yeah, it's just easier to do it all in advance. So I was playing a lot of Spider Man. Um, it's also kind of nice because like I can just record that. Like, I don't have to worry about the desktop audio recording or anything, because it goes through Elgato. So, like, I was watching Doom Patrol and playing Spider-Man. Um, without, you know, worrying about, like, I can't play anything, or I can't watch anything while I'm playing this, or else the the TV audio will get picked up. Um, because, like, when I'm recording stuff for a video, usually, like, I don't use the game audio, so it's not a big deal. But with this, I do, but it's Elgato, so it's fine. Um, so yeah, I was doing that and editing it all together to kind of get a feel for how many episodes it's going to be and stuff. 
that's still a really good game, but man, the DLC is not nearly as fun. Um, just aside from like it not telling as good of a story, and like it's 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 still great. Like there's some cool character stuff, you know. Um, it sets up the Miles Morales game, like it's cool, but a lot of it boils down to just fighting waves of enemies, and like it's not in a fun way. Uh, because it'll be like you have, you know, the there's a bunch of different enemy types. And so there's like normal grunts that you can just like fight and combo, whatever, normally. And then you'll get like basically the, the whole thing with the DLC is Hammerhead has come to town with like all of his thugs and they've taken the Sable tech. Uh, and he's like boosted up all of his thugs with the different types of Sable tech. So there's like the like the uh, mini gunners. They just across everything. There's the guys with like shields that you have to, uh, you know, swoop in from behind and, and take them out that way. But they also have jetpacks and can like fly at you. And then there's the actual flying guys. And like, there's just all these different types that they throw at you all at once. And they all have to be fought differently. So like, whereas most of the time in the game, like there's a few annoying battles in the base game, but most of the time it's more like the, Arkham series type combat where, you know, you're jumping from enemy to enemy, like kind of doing your thing. Everyone's like spread out a little bit and you can really just enjoy like the different combat and stuff. Yeah, free flow. Uh, but the DLC, because they throw so many different enemy types at you and like so many enemies in general at you, it ends up being a lot of just like, just thug gangbangs of all different types yeah, I, that was the best word I could think of. Uh, where, like... A literal gangbang. So, true. Yeah, you are getting banged by a gang. Yeah, alright. Um, that's where that comes from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, because each different enemy type has to be fought in a different way, you don't get to really just enjoy the combat. You're like, alright, this guy, I have to, like... Like, it's a, you know, big brute guy. I've got to, like, use a gadget on him before I can attack him. Um, and, like, this other guy is flying, and he's going to, like, swoop in and dive bomb me if I don't take him out quick enough. And then there's a sniper over there, and i got to go shoot over to that sniper and take him out. But then there's this whole other group of enemies that are going to shoot at me while I go after the sniper. And, like, it's exhausting. Um, and so it's kind of hard to get footage of, because, for one, it took me multiple tries to get through a lot of that stuff. So it's like piecing it together where like um it flows into the scene and then I can, you know, cut away and just show the best bits of, of combat um and pretend like I did it all in one. Um But like whenever you die, it like basically starts you back at like the the dialogue right before the battle. So like there's sometimes where you know, it'll it'll talk and then seamlessly go into the battle, and I'll just be standing there and immediately get bombarded. So like I have to use that because it's the only one that actually seems into the combat, whereas the others like just start you at it. So there's nothing to you know cut together with, if that makes sense. Um. Anyway, long story short, the DLC is frustrating. Uh, and I'm excited to get back to the base game uh, when I start streaming it this weekend. 
because like I feel like it's just a lot better balanced and more enjoyable to uh, to play like and mix up your different combat stuff. But that being said, I'm going to be playing in, in ultimate difficulty uh, in New Game Plus. So while you do start at like max level and like have all your abilities and stuff already, it's going to be tough and I'm probably going to regret it, but I got to get that trophy. Um, That's what most hard modes do. Well, I mean, like, I, there was no trophy for playing in ultimate mode uh, in the base game. It's just playing ultimate in new game plus gets a trophy. Uh, So that's why I'm doing it. I'm not specifically saying that, like, you know, in ultimate, you get to keep your stuff. I'm saying in new game plus, you get to keep your stuff. And I'm playing new game plus in, like, the hard mode. Um, so yeah, aside from that, uh, I briefly jumped into the Pokemon DLC, mm-hmm. uh, the first expansion, and... I'm jelly. I did not do much with it, and I won't, you know, I won't, like, spoil anything, really, but there's also not much to spoil. Um, but, like, I do know there's, like, the Battle Dojo and stuff like that, I kind of briefly saw that, uh... Like, they, they give you some different trials and things to do, and so, like, that's really all I know. But, um, the one thing I will say is, if you liked the wild, like, the idea of the wild area, but thought it was poorly executed, you'll probably love this. Because oh, uh... all it is, is a wild area. But oh. it's so much better. Like, okay. everything, it's like a, a set of different ecosystems, kind of. And, like, each one, like... You know, it it's like the base game where the Pokemon are just kind of wandering around and stuff. But it feels more like an ecosystem where you can, like, see them kind of, you know, flying around. Or, like, for example, one thing I saw was an Amolga, uh, fl- like, the little flying squirrel thing, uh, soar across from one tree to another. Just, like, while Aww. I was walking through the forest. It was like, that's nice. Um, and, like, I went out into the water and there was just, like, a gigantic Waylord just, like, out in the middle of the ocean. And I oh, thought it was, shit. like, like a... <laughs> Sorry. The cats were, were fighting for a position on the bed. Um, it was really funny. Uh, I thought it was, like, an event or something. Like, I would, you know, go over there and trigger, like, a... Um, like, a story moment. Or, like, a Moby Dick situation or something like that. But no, it just went into a random encounter. Like, I was just fighting the Waylord. It was just a wild Pokemon out there. But it was gigantic. <laughs> like, actual size for a Waylord. Uh, they're they're huge, in case you didn't know. Um, so it's that kind of thing. That, like, it makes the wild area feel like a wild area. And not just, you know, a big open space with terrible frame rate. Um, so that was pretty cool. But <coughs> if you don't like the wild area, like, if you feel like something was missing from the new games, because... It was, like, it didn't have the cool side areas and routes and things like that. This won't probably change your opinion on that. It's still just a big wild area. Um, with, like, some buildings and stuff in it. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it definitely seems cool. And I, like, I basically spent the whole time just exploring. Because I wanted to see the different areas in the wild area. And, like, I was way more invested in just exploring these areas than I had been in the base game. Because, like, there's actual caves and stuff to go through. Like, it felt like an open world 
Pokemon game at that point. Because it's like all the stuff you would normally see that's like a, you know, a route from place to place to place was just a flowing area that you go through. And like each one has a name, but like it felt like you're exploring a world, not just a plane. That's um, really cool. Yeah. Like they, they took care in creating this area. Um, I didn't run into a lot of different Pokemon. I'm not totally sure which ones are new because I don't, I just don't care, honestly. But there was a good variety and a few that made me happy. Uh, but like I said, I don't know which ones I just hadn't seen before or which ones were actually new. Um, I just caught stuff that I hadn't caught already, basically. Um, and then there's actually stuff to do around the wild area, too. Um, I think there's a few different things, but like the one I noticed was, um, kind of a just a fetch quest like collectible situation where there's like things to uh like scattered all over the wild area and there's like so many in each part of it and you have to find all of them and then you get like a reward for finding all of them and that's kind of cool like it they're hard to find uh, i won't say what they are but they're hard to find um because they don't like they kind of blend into the environment and stuff and you can walk right over them without realizing. But it's a it's a nice little mini game almost. And, you know, it gives you a good excuse to explore everything. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I I apparently there's a pretty good reward for it too. I am not even close to finishing it. There's like 150 of them. Yeah. I mean it's a big area, but still. They're everywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know too much yet, um, aside from what they've shown in trailers, like, I know you get one of the Gen 1 starters, um, I know you get- Oh, you get to choose one of them. I guess. That's cool, I didn't know that. All I know is you get one, because they have, like, new Gigaforms. Squirtle, you're coming Um, home, buddy. And then, yeah, there's that new Legendary that's, like, tied to the Battle Dojo Um, and stuff. I saw uh, it, like, looming over everything. Like watching, but and like in the, when it. you're in the overworld, no, it hangs out in the dojo. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, that's so cool. Um, it's like you know in the murder mysteries where there's like the the old relative kind of like peeking over the balcony at what's going on, like he, he kind of um, does that. <laughs> or Daniel Craig in Knives Out, basically. Yeah, kind of. Just, just hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really neat. Sorry. Like there, I mean. Uh, both of these DLCs, I'd argue, are worth thirty bucks. Like people are saying, it's like, oh, it's it's you know they they put Pokemon behind a paywall, but they really didn't because you they've can... always done that. But it was yeah. worse because you would have to do the whole game all over again, right? Uh, but like the free update added all of those Pokemon to the Pokedex. You can transfer them from home. Yeah, the new wild area just actually has them catchable. Yeah, so if you have them, you you have them. Yeah, but. If you don't, you got a whole. New, you can pay for the area, which is neat. Everybody wins, theoretically. Right. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Honestly, uh, from what I've played of it, at least, I would definitely want to get into it more. I want to actually do the battle dojo and stuff. But um, I was a little distracted because let's see, that was Wednesday when that came out. Uh, Thursday, I started Tales of Zestiria, uh, which is really cool, actually. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's. It's about as anime as you can get. I love uh, it. But 
it's a lot of fun. Like the the voice acting is extremely stilted. I think a lot of that's just because of the translation, um, and it's not great writing. Oh yeah, the writing is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> especially like I, I talked about on I was streaming it. Um, I talked about on stream that there's like moments where like someone will say something and there'll be a pause, and then like the other character will be like ha 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 ha, and then a pause. And then the other character will respond, and then a pause, <laughs> and that kind of stuff is just so awkward because there's like WWE no pacing how to, to write it. Promos. They watched a bunch yeah. of anime, <laughs> probably. But like, there's some really nicely animated like anime cutscenes sometimes, um, and like I think the game actually looks really good considering it's it was like an early last gen thing, um, but. The battle system is pretty cool. I'm still learning stuff from it. They kind of trickle out new uh, new features and things like that throughout. It's not quite like Final Fantasy thirteen levels, where you're like 30 hours in and still getting tutorials. But it's also not not that. Because <laughs> um, I feel like I should have the training wheels taken off. And still, like, every battle, they're giving me a new tutorial screen. It's just weird. Uh, the characters are hit or miss. I think the, the main guy, uh, Sori, uh, I know it's Saray, but I refuse. It's Sori. Um, is pretty milk toast. Like, he's very much generic white anime lead guy. Typ- yeah, typical anime bro, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I said this, I would, that, uh, I didn't like Tales of Berseria, but I liked its lead way more than this one. Oh, the girl? She was pretty yeah, cool. She's yeah. badass. Yeah. And I wanted something more like that. But I guess that game came after this one. I thought it came before. Is uh, Biseria have better writing? No. Mm-hmm. It arguably has worse writing, because it's more like a... Good writing like, in a Tales game, that's rich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I well, can't, the thing like, is, like, I heard this one had a good story. I can't deal good with Good story this. doesn't mean good writing. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. You could, you could have a good constructive narrative, but, like, the in-between sequences could be fucking awful. True. Like, the minute-to-minute moments are bad, but it adds up to a cool narrative. Yeah. I guess that's true. I don't think it's pretty much that. If the writing is all that bad, like, there's way better JRPGs to be playing. I know. Yeah. But, like, a friend has been recommending me this one for a while, and, like, I've I've always kind of wanted to like the Tales series. Like, I enjoyed Symphonia back in the day. Everybody Um, enjoys that one. And I wanted to like Berseria, because I heard it was the most recent one. Uh, which I thought Zestiria came out after it, but that's beside the point. Um, Why don't you try Vesperia? That's before, right? That's a- it comes. It came out after Symphonia. Yeah, but it's 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 an Xbox 360 game. Uh, it was on. I think it's been ported now. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah I'm just it saying, was like I'm just saying for ten like... bucks on Switch the other day, but I had already picked up Zestiria, so I didn't want to get that oh. one too. Well, yeah, well, I I can, but I'll try it eventually. It's good. Um, I wanted to do this one because it's a little more modern. I thought maybe like the you know some of the jank would be uh, patched out or whatever, mm. but it's still it's pretty jank. Um, yeah, that run animation though, yeah, <laughs> and the walk animation was worse somehow. <laughs> I just hate that cooking shit that they make you do in Tales games. This shit's annoying. I don't think I've done like, that yet. Like all the recipes, of, I, I think that's like a staple in their games, where like everybody has like specific recipes that you can make and they could give buffs it's annoying as hell i mean i was like at inns you can make things uh yeah like when you stay at the inn you can choose a recipe 
kind yeah, of like Final true. Fantasy 15 style. Yeah. But I haven't Tell had like a cooking mini game or anything. No, 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 not a cooking mini game. Just like the whole recipes. Like you make this and this does this. I'm like, okay, whatever, motherfucker. Gotcha. Okay, I understand now. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool game. Like I like the battle system. There's a good variety to it. Um, some of the characters are cool, and like the there was like a really interesting anime cutscene towards the beginning. That's kind of like the anime title opener almost like it you know it shows the title of the game and like all the key characters yeah that was and there was some really cool yeah that was awesome there was some really cool looking characters there so like i'm excited to meet them but the ones i have now are kind of meh um but i don't know i'm 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 excited to play more of it like berseria didn't click with me because it's like a twilight anime (laughs) it felt weird uh it's just like so grim dark and stuff so when I heard this one was more like fantasy stuff, but it's still a modern Tales game, I thought I'd try it out. Um, and I really like the kind of the medieval, like, mythological fantasy type thing it's going for with like the, the seraphims um, being kind of like your elemental spirits that you can equip to yourself to like change your abilities um, and fight with you. It's it's neat. It kind of gives me almost like a um, Legend of Dragoon thing where like the characters can, you know, become this other thing that's like elementally charged and gets new abilities and stuff because of that thing that they have. Um, but anyway, aside from that, um, I haven't been playing it, but I've been watching a playthrough of the last of us part two today, uh, because it's been my day off. So I was just kind of chilling for part of the day. At least I had to get some stuff. The done. discourse is real. <laughs> Uh, again, no spoilers or anything, because it literally just came out, but that game is intense. Um, it starts off a little more low-key than I expected, yeah. and I kind of liked it. Like, it's just, it's a nice, like, emotional experience, but when it hits, it hits hard. Yeah. And it rarely lets up. One thing that surprises me the most about it, though, um, I can't, I switched over from, like, an actual gameplay run-through uh, because I saw that it was like twenty hours compared to the ten hours of the the story run through I was I found, um, so I, I switched over to just the story because it still has some gameplay and stuff in there, um, you know, some of like the the back and forth uh, while you're walking around and things like that, but it doesn't like it's not a full playthrough, um, and when I was still doing the gameplay one, one thing I really noticed about the game is how open a lot of it is. Uh, yeah. Because, like, so the like, first game was yeah. very, like, when I you first, were going through corners. Um, when I first loaded it up and I was playing it and I was, like, riding back to camp in mm-hmm. that beginning area, I was like, oh, damn, is this going to be, like, an open world game? And, I don't know, kind of It's just, not quite. It's pretty disappointing that it's not at all. <clears throat> um, Wait, it, I mean, it's... It's not. It's, it's like Uncharted. From what I've heard, it's like Uncharted Four. Like they kind of tested the open world idea in one part where you like have a jeep or something and you're taking it around and like there's different things you can do there. Uh, but like it's or like you know our our situation with Gears of War, uh, five right? <laughs> Gears five. Yes. It's been too long. Um, where there's, like, one section that's kind of open world and you can do things in any order. But I like this one more because it makes more sense. Like, the first game was extremely linear. To a fault, almost. Um, 
and any area that opened up slightly still kind of railroaded you. Yeah. Because you yeah. couldn't go in any of the buildings or anything. No. no. Well, de- very rarely. Sometimes you could. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the section, yeah. Cuz I think of like uh Billstown as really the main open area and that was still mostly like the, you know, kind of explorable outside and then a few like half-open garage doors you could go into. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it opens up later, but uh, I've been playing it for a few hours now, maybe 3 hours or so. And it's not... Uh, have you gone out with Dina yet? Yeah, I have. Like, gone out on a adventure, I mean. Yeah, patrol, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, still pretty, it's pr- still pretty closed off. It's like, we can get off here and, like, check these houses. And it's, like, three houses out of, like, the 20 that's there that you can actually check. Well, fair. But, like, it's the fact that you can miss things. Because, like, there's the main area you have to go to. Um, like it tells you what your objective is. But it's not an open. It's not an open map. It's not open at all. It's just a path. No, it is. Like, have you gotten an actual map? No. Oh, okay. Then you're probably not there. Yeah. Because like there are a few different areas that have like maps with like she writes on it as you go. So it's like as you you know check something out, she's like she writes what was there, and so you know like you know that one's done. And then you can move on to the next area, and, like, that one's done. And so, like, that kind of stuff is really cool, because it makes sense in context. This is, like, a, like a tourist map, like, kind of, a, you know, like, it show, it marks your location, but it's more of, like, a symbolic thing of, like, do you know where we are right now? Um, it's not like it's actually following your location on the map, you know. Um, and then, like, the characters are taking it upon themselves to mark up the map. So, like, you don't have, you know, a mini-map on your screen or anything. You have to pull out your map, see what you've done, and what still needs to be done. And, like, you'll find points of interest in different locations that will, you know, have have her write a new thing on the map that's like, check this place out. And so, like, that kind of stuff is really cool, because where the first game, it did feel like what you said, where there was maybe one or two houses, but you had to go through everything. This is, like... You know where you have to go, and different people can go through the same area different ways. All right, uh, I'm because just, you might not check every building. I'm just or saying whatever. what I've played. That's all. I don't True. know anything and, else other than that. Right. I was filling in my experience <laughs> because I was. That's what I was trying to explain when you were talking about it. it's not open world, but it kind of is. Um. So yeah, that stuff's really cool. I I was kind of surprised at how open it gets. Again, it's not like you know, Assassin's Creed or anything, where it's just one big map that you explore. But, like, there's a surprising amount of more open areas than I expected. Because then aren't you just playing Days Gone, then, if it's just an open-world zombie game? Yeah, the open maps are more like... Nightmare, when it's an open-world zombie game. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good game, though. (laughs) What, you Um, you don't think Last of Us 2 is a good game? No, I was saying um, the other one's not a good. What? What the other one isn't? Oh, Days Gone. I already forgot yeah. what it was called. <laughs> yeah, the title um, was gone from your un- your mind. Yeah, yeah it's day- it's been gone for days. Undead Nightmare's fucking amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, like there's just there's a lot to like there. Um, like basically everything you would have liked about the first one is expanded upon here. In terms um, of gameplay. Yeah. 
Because, like, you know, a lot of the first one, like, the puzzles and exploration and stuff boiled down to, like, find a ladder to cross this gap. Or, Move this plot, get this yeah. weird thing across the water so Ellie can step across. Like, help old man Joel get to where Dude, he needs to go. Do this ten more times. Fight some stickers. But, like, Ellie is a lot more uh, agile. So when she's out, you know, when she becomes the main character, uh, you don't have to do all that stuff because she can just move. She's a grown woman who don't need no man. Exactly. She needs another woman. Um, and like this, <laughs> the story goes in really good places. Like I, I really like a lot of the the interaction between characters and stuff like that. Um. I still like. I still think the gameplay is actually the weakest part of the game, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying it's yeah. bad gameplay. I'm just saying everything yeah. else is so strong that I don't really care about the gameplay. See, <laughs> that's why I switched over to the, a story thing. Man, that was the case with me for with the first one. Yeah, uh, where like the gameplay is okay, it's serviceable, but it was everything around it that made it the memorable experience. And right, I like the gameplay is just it's the there to usher you to the next thing. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, I, I watched about three hours of, like, a full gameplay run, but it got into some of that open world stuff where it was, like, just long stretches of gameplay with, like, you know, again, some nice dialogue bits in the downtime. But I found myself, like, skipping, like, long sections to find the next story bit. And I'm like, I should just make this easier on myself and see if there's actual, like, a story playthrough. Um... And I'm sure it's different if you're actually playing it. Like, Thomas can probably attest to that. Yeah. But it's a game that I have no problem just watching. Because I know I wouldn't play it all. Like, I would get too scared, like I did with the first one. Um, so, yeah. I really liked The Last of Us 2. I just kind of wanted to report on it um, as a, you know, new game. Uh, but I'm not actually playing it, so I can only say so much. Right. I think that's pretty much it, though. I've got more Spider-Man coming this weekend, um, but as far as like what I've actually been playing, that's it. Ben? Uh, so I apologize, because I said I was going to play The Outer Worlds this week. That did not happen. That was a fucking uh, lie. I, that yeah. was a fucking lie. Yeah, it was a, it was a swerve, bro! <laughs> uh, shout out to you, Vince Russo. Um, piece of shit. Uh, I play Animal Crossing for a day. And I love my neighbors. That's all I have to comment on that. I still love the game. I'm now, I'm now down to twice a week, which I think is good for the long term of the game because I don't want to get burned out like I see a lot of people on Twitter. Um, like I don't see as nearly as many Animal Crossing pictures. I think because people this are tired of This is not much game. to do which, in that game. That's all. Yeah, which is why I'm I'm happy with doing it twice a week on my days off. You know, just in the mornings. You know, where I pull the weeds, I do the things, and that's it. The only th- I'm not gonna lie. The only thing I played this week, I didn't even play Mortal Kombat this week. Uh, the only thing I played was um, was Chronicles Definitive Edition, uh, and about seventy percent of my playthrough was doing side quests, like legit. I'm not even kidding. Um, which is funny because I said, "Well, I'll do story stuff on my TV." Because again, like I said, I never played. This is the first time I'm playing it like on a TV, and the size of this game is ridiculous. I was being distracted by Justin's cats. Um, I don't want to see and, um, the whole time. And, oh, look at that little long boy. Look at sleeping on the bed. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I, I think over the course of the week, I've done, like, over 200 side quests. Maybe more. 
It's a lot. Did you kill five so, rats? I I won't lie. There's there's a lot of that. So what I'll say this real quick is, if you're a first time player, um, don't do all the side quests. You're gonna drive yourself insane. Um, all of the, I'll get into why this doing side quests in this version is a lot. They made it so much easier to do than the original or even the 3ds version, um, or port rather. Uh, so a lot of and I talked about it a little bit where like basically you have a, you have it's this thing called affinity where you have your team affinity where depending like during certain actions you raise affinity it gets you bonuses just the, the short end of it and in the uh, there are certain areas um, so far there's the uh, upper bio colony nine colony six lower bion or upper bionis and mid bionis and there's another one which I won't say because it's a spoiler. Um, and sort of each has an infinity ring. They all start at one star. And basically you have to talk to certain NPCs and do quests to raise the star level. The max, uh, affinity rating is five. And except for colony six, I have four star ratings for every area. Um, in fact, I got one four star rating, uh, Alchemoth, which is where like basically like the, 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 um, in terms of science fiction, like the high race lives, you know, the people, the, the, the race that has all the technology, they're very advanced, um, which is one of my, f- I, can, I keep saying it's my favorite area in the game, but there's too many areas in this game where I'm like, oh, this is so pretty, I want to be here, um, where like I raise its awareness level from uh, one star to four stars in one sitting, like just doing quests and talking to people, so, and, 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 and it's a lot. And so I recommend you don't do that as a first-time player. I luckily have beaten this game already when it first came out, so the story is kind of like second to me right now. I know the story. There, I don't think they're. I don't think they added anything new. Like they, there's the epilogue stuff, but that's after. That's separate. But in terms of the actual in-game story, I don't think anything was changed so far. Everything is beat for beat, um, and. Uh, one thing they did to make side questing easier than in the original version is, like I said, uh, you'll have two, di- the two different types of NPCs. You'll have just NPCs that'll have like Colony 6 Resident, Colony 9 Resident, and then you'll run into NPCs that have actual names. And in the original version, there was no way to differentiate, on, at least on the mini-map, who was what. You would have to walk up to them and um, basically... See their name. Uh, what they did in the in the we in the in this version, which is a godsend, is that every time you look at the mini map in the top right hand corner, you'll see blue dots moving. Those blue dots are always going to be the uh, NPCs that have names that have significance, or not significance, but rather that you'll, you used to want to talk to to create affinity. And then you can go into the infinity menu and see their times, like when they're active, because certain members, certain people are only active in the day, certain people are only active in the night. So, like, and and you want to talk to them after certain events because then new stuff will open. Uh, and it's just very rewarding because the whole point is like building a community, building these people together, bringing these the people of, of Bionis, uh, the big the big mon- this, uh, giant thing you're on. And bring them together uh, to fight against the threat, um, and, it, and it's all embodied in in this place called Colony Six, 
which is uh, when you first see it, it is like destroyed. It's gone. Like there's nothing there. Like first the gates are closed. Then after you do a certain story progression, the gates open and it's just um, like dirt. There's like a, a mini place where the the earth has been pushed in. There's just water building up. It's like it's gone. There's no colony there. And basically, it's your job. You don't have to do this because I didn't do this at all in my first playthrough. Um, but you can re- help rebuild the colony by finding specific items. And sometimes these items can be very obscure to find. And the reason why you want to build affinity also with not with area affinity is because the higher your area affinity is, you can trade like uh, you can trade things. So. It's just an example. Um, certain, like, in Colony 6 Islands will require you to have a certain thing. Sometimes you can find get lucky and find that in the wild, you know, while you're exploring. Uh, other times, um, it's like, if you go look on the Wikipedia, it's a stupid drop rate. Either from a monster drop or the little blue orbs that are in the wild. It's And so sometimes the game will just say, well, just trade. And you have to be a certain star level... Whether it's one, one and a half, two, two and a half, two thirds, stuff like that. Um, unfortunately, you can't tell if your star rating is like a third or a half or anything. It's just pretty much all full stars if it lets you know where you're at. And it makes it much easier to get those harder to get items in trading. But you also get exclusive weapons. You get exclusive armor, exclusive gems. It's very helpful to do. But again, uh, I don't recommend it for a new player. Um... I'm kind of over leveled in a way. Like <laughs> fights are kind of like they're not like they're, like they're the the fun thing about it is that like while like individual counters again like smaller monsters they're nothing, but the fun part is is running into unique monsters and I th- I get to hear the, the badass uh, theme again is fighting those guys, um, especially when you get a quest that says go kill this specific monster, um, like that's always great because there was one point where. Um, you do a quest and you're trying to find like this, um, enter this tomb, uh, and, uh, you open the door and there's just this big ass dude just sitting there on this, uh, tombstone, on this tomb and you fight him. And like, I was only like three levels higher than me and he nearly kicked my ass. But then I rearranged my party. I put the appropriate gems on, on characters and I beat him. I barely beat him. So levels don't necessarily mean much as much, as much as your affinity does and the proper gem load that you have and stuff like that. That's what matters more. Like, I just, I just love playing this game. Like, I just, like, that to me is a testament to the true strength of a JRPG. Like, and not to say that you can just love, you can't just love an RPG for its story. Lord knows that's not true. But I think to, at least for me to consider, like, if I was like like part like some people could get bored doing what I did right and still continue to do I'm sixty hours in I'm nowhere I'm barely like at the halfway point not even at the halfway point I think sixty hours and I'm probably gonna at least get over 150 200 hours at the rate I'm going um and like I like like I used to consider Chrono Trigger like the number one but this re not this uh this definitive edition is like making it cl- a case to be like 1a 1b like it's like i'm I, and i didn't and the first time i played it like i was like well that was really good just for its story now i'm appreciating it for the story plus this other level which is great and it's amazing for it um and yeah 
I, I love this game. Like, and this is everything, like, I, I tweeted this out, and I'm, you know, I'm surprised somebody got mad at me, but, like, this is, like, for all the Final Fantasy fans who bitched for years, I was like, oh, they're ruining it, what, what happened to the spirit of what we had, and well, here it is right here, fuckers, it's, it's right here, it is right here what you want, granted it may not be turn-based, but you'll adjust, I adjusted, okay, um, like, it's, it's, everything's great about this game. Um, well, not true, but the amount of highs overcome the lows. Like, I think the only thing I can complain about, and even in it's not a complaint because I thought about it, like, well, that would make the game too easy, is certain monsters will only appear, like, during certain weather conditions, whether it be thunderstorming, uh, like, fog or stuff like that, certain items only appear, and there's no real indicator. You can't control it. It's random, and you basically just have to move the, the the clock forward to change to change weather and hope you get it. And that's more of a time waste than anything else. But even then, it's whatever. That's that's such a minor thing. I would you know I wish there was like a weather indicator. Like okay, this weather's coming up now. This that would have been nice. But you know I can't complain because like in addition to making NPCs seeing better. In the old Xenoblade game, in, in the first one, I think you, you basically had an indicator of where things were, and you kind of had to just follow that. Here, it just pretty much gives you a blue line, and tells you, if and you look on your world map, if it's not on the first level, it's probably on the second level, or whichever level you're on, and you just follow that line. Like, it makes every, finding everything so much easier. Now, just because you can find it doesn't mean there won't be like a high-level monster at the end. That's that's your problem. That's, that's between you and God at that point. But... Yeah, the amount of quality of life changes uh, to this game, uh, which I know some people are not a fan of the the character art style, but I love it. Uh, but the amount of changes they made, uh, plus just how good the original game is on its own, like it's it's easily like this. Like, is it weird to say this might be my game of the year, even though this game technically came out in 2010, but it has new content? I don't know. It's weird. This is according weird. to Thomas. Uh, it's weird to make a remake a game of the year. Yeah, um, I'll never let you forget that. It is weird, yeah. though. I mean, but this has new content, so I don't know. So is but, like, the content I, I, the I only lo- thing that's like the game of the year quality of that, or it's every everything quality of life changes and everything, man. Um, like, like, then like I could just say again, the new I, Destiny I, drop is the game of the year. Like, I mean, you could. I'm not stopping you. But that's dumb. Um, I, that's that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, like, to, I mean, like, well, if, okay, if anything. Xenoblade definitely goes on my rare list of the perfect game where, again, flaw, it doesn't mean to, this is so stupid, but just in case, because I know we got new people sometimes who maybe didn't make me hurry to say this, but I don't consider a perfect game a game without flaws, I consider a perfect game a game that I can't stop playing, and I cannot stop playing this game, whether it's, I, like, whether it's uh, at work, on my way to work, after we get off here, in the, like, right before I go to sleep on weekdays, like, I want to. I just want to keep playing. I just want to keep playing this game, and I want to just stay in this world. It it could have to do with the fact that our world right now is a shit is a shit show, and um and even though the world of Bionis isn't exactly perfect, it's definitely more idealistic than what we're living in right now. So maybe that plays into it a bit. But I just love playing. That's this sad. Game. Yeah. Um. What? What's sad? The fact that I just want to be in this game world all the time. No, the fact that that war torn world is better than ours. Well, yeah, but also because, like, the races, while they're differences and they kind of, like, they don't like each other, eventually they all come together. Spoiler, mm. sorry. 
You know, so like, by the way, like, and I'll say this, this is my last note. If you love Lord of the Rings, I think you like this game because there's a lot of thematics that are similar to it. There's a, there's a lot of thematics. Minus there's no Gollum character. Um, well, Ricky would, no, Ricky doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah, uh, that's enough talking about me. I will do my apps. I'm not promising anything. Uh, but I will do my absolute best to not talk about Xenoblade next week because I know I don't want to talk about it to death. I could. Um, but I'm going to try to play something different next week just to break the monotony. But I I have, I hold no promises to anybody to play a game that I love. But uh, that's that's it. Yeah, hey, I'm done. Go off, man. Go off. I do want to play that Pokemon. Why did it have to release now? Like, why? Like, why? Why there's so much shit out? I hate this. I hate this. Huh. Smash is getting a fucking character next week. Yeah. Fucking stupid. I'm still I mean, trying it's to an arms character. Cognition. No one cares. I care. I liked arms. I'm hoping it's Min Min. You're the one person. It's fine. I bought the game at launch. <laughs> <laughs> I played it longer than anybody did, and I stopped playing because I couldn't get any matches. But whatever. Netcode was I better that than Arms Smash. Invitational. Sorry. I was like, nope, I'm good. That's enough. It's definitely different, but yeah, yeah. It didn't become their next position. But yeah, no more talking for me. I'm done. I I am done. Uh, I'm really feeling it, guys. All right, feeling what? It's a, it's a thing from the game. No one knows. Thing. Yes, they do. It's more popular than it's ever been. By the way, uh, go to my Twitter because I posted some like amazing screenshots uh, and videos uh, from my playthrough of, of Valak Ma- uh, on Valak Mountain, which is one of my favorite areas in the game. I say that every time. Sorry. All right. Uh, so I <laughs> okay. That's my contribution. Mm-hmm. I've been playing. Um... That game Destiny. that came out recently? Destiny. Yeah, Destiny. Uh, there's a new yeah. season. Uh, season of Arrivals. Uh, there's a new public event, a new dungeon. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all that is true. Yeah. You're not technically kidding. No. Uh, Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> and yeah, so I've been playing some of that, and... Uh, I don't know how I feel about the character stuff and the story so far. Like it's not as like as hard hitting as uh, the like the first one was. Like the first one was like first ten minutes, bam, you're in this shit. Well, that's what I was oh, saying. Yeah. It, it starts a little like slower than I expected, yeah. but it hits different notes too, both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, I just got to the first part where uh, Joel meets those pe- those other people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe that's the start of it. But so far, it's just been kind of like, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, Walking Dead when it's like in the dull moments of the season where like nothing's not a whole lot's happening. Um, but like the jump scares and stuff, and the uh, the actual like um, like clickers and other like runners and the uh, zombie people has been pretty good. Um. I feel like this is more scary than the the first game was. Yeah. Because it hits sooner. Yeah. <clears throat> like, the first one, you go a while before you see any of the clickers or anything. Yeah. This one, it's like, you already know that stuff is out there. So, ironically, it's kind of the opposite, where it's a while before you see any people. You know, bad people. <clears throat> and the, uh... 
And I, f- I feel like the level designs are a lot easier in this one than they were in the first one, too, so far. Like, the layouts and everything. Um, the stealth is it's still in there. It's still, like, fun to do. Uh, like, listen for uh, enemies and then sneak around them and then stealth kill them. I barely ever use a gun in this game. I'm always at max ammo. <laughs> um, I've only used the gun once, and that was because I thought I killed everything, so I ended up running around this area. And a zombie came out of the, the room that I didn't check, and he started running mm. at me. And I was like, oh, shit. And it kinda, it's kind of like uh, like in The Walking Dead, something like that. Mm-hmm. You think you're safe, and then zombie just comes out of nowhere. It's true. Um, but yeah, like I just, I don't know, I keep thinking about The Walking Dead when I'm playing this game. I feel like they took a lot of, like... Which is odd, that. because like The Walking Dead has gone like so down in terms of its relevance since this game came. Is everything okay over there? Something. Yeah. Something fell. Everything just went silent because a cup fell in the bathroom. Okay. Good. That's... Good, good to know. Um, that's the world we live in, I guess. Yep. Um, no, I think... I think the issue with that is, like, it's a community. More so... Like, the first game really is about Joel and, you know, eventually Ellie. Like, she's not there at first. But... It's like it's a lot more isolated because like everyone you do meet ends up dying, except Joel yeah. and Ellie. So and Tommy, I guess. Um, so like it's it's very isolated. Whereas this one, like right off the bat, pretty much, you see this community that they've built and they've been surviving for years, and like they go on patrols, and like that's just it's naturally going to feel different. It's going to hit different beats. Yeah, this because is, it's not that like that yeah. scary isolationism. I don't know. I feel this is more isolated than the other one was, just because in the other game you started off in a city, you didn't start off in like a small town. Um, fun true. Fun fact: you you start off you start out like a few miles outside of Austin, Texas, which is where I'm from, which freaked me the hell fucking out. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense because Joel's from Austin or from Texas. Um, yeah. But, like, it's a city that's on lockdown, basically. Like, that's... Oh, God, just... really? No, the I mean, like, game. the first one. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's, okay. it inherently feels isolated, because, like, all you see is the guards keeping everyone inside. Yeah. Whereas this is a fun, you know, happy community of people that like each other. Ah, that's It's fun. still different, emotionally. Yeah. Um, all the side characters, I can't really care for like tommy he's just whatever um, i like jesse jesse's okay he's like the best of all uh, the side characters but i don't know oh it's a dude never mind damn and, it and dina of course i don't but... like dina at all really yeah i mean i'm biased because i like the voice actor okay but um, who is the voice actor uh shannon woodward that sounds familiar, but I'm going to pretend who I know that I know who that is. She's from. I mean, she's an actor. Like, I don't know if, how much voice acting she's done before now. Oh, okay. Um, but she's from Westworld. Uh, I liked her in Raising Hope, which was like an old Fox comedy, I think. Um, I think I remember hearing that as an infomercial. Yeah, she's in a bunch of stuff. But anyway, yeah, maybe maybe I'll grow to like her. Uh, the library scene was pretty cool. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I will say this, though, major spoilers coming up, that you do swap characters, uh, between characters. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. Which, I don't know how to feel about that, because I like the insight that you get, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not a single person's story. This is going to be more of a, a broader story. At least story. three people. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be a broader story here, which... I don't know. I like the uh, like the single like the single like Joel story um, aspect of the first game. So it's going to get interesting. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard like that people say that this story is kind of hit or miss, which I love it so far. You know, I'm about forty percent of the way through. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool, but I'm not just not as engrossed as the first one. That's all. Yeah, and that's because it's more spread out. Yeah. Like it's telling more people's stories, so it's going to feel more segmented. Yeah. But I was going to say, I think the different playable characters is to make you sympathize. So, like, you're you're actually, like, you know, taking control of the different personalities to understand where they're coming from more. Yeah. Well, Joel's a piece of shit, but... Anyways. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's... That's yeah, it's interesting the way they villainized him because I don't feel that way. Oh, I felt that way Wait, at the end of the first one, man. Like, he's a piece of shit. Like, oh, the fact! Oh, what, a bunch can of we spoil the ending people, of like, scientists at the end? And oh, yeah, okay, I get. Okay, we can spoil that's the first one. That's the first one. Yeah, yeah, we can spoil the first one. That's fine. Yeah. Just making sure people were sensitive about you know the air thing a couple months ago. So just checking our boundaries here. But that's because it was a like a new version of an old game. This is just an old okay. game. Okay. Just we, just check. Like anyone that cares about the Last of Us Two has played the first one. If they don't true, care. True, true. They didn't play the first one. It's not going to bother them. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I didn't. I haven't played it since 2014 when that DLC stuff came out. Mm-hmm. So, and even the main campaign 2013. Yeah, so I've only ever played the main campaign. So I just watched a, a story run of it like a few weeks ago, getting ready for the new game because I'd never seen the ending. Um, I like that they uh, go over the uh, ending in the beginning. of Yeah. This game. So fuck. So fucking perfect of a first. God damn. But, yeah, like, I know. I, uh, like, what he did was, yes, the act of a villain. But, like, again, it's it's that idea of, of sympathizing. It's like, you see his side of things, and so, like, you can decide whether you agree with him or not. Just like, you know, they have multiple playable characters, and you see the things they do, so you can decide if you agree with their decisions. You don't get any choice in the matter, but at least you get to actually take their, like, mindset and you are forced to play it so you understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And so it's like, not everyone's going to think of him as a villain. Um, I don't think he's the hero of the story, but I don't think he's a bad guy. The The Last of Us... De- I can't speak for the he's second selfish. one. He's selfish. Least... Yeah, it's, it's a, it, The Last of Us, at least the first one, was a whole world of gray. Yeah. There was no... Cause just, just because of the state of the world, like... You did what you had. You do what you have to do to survive. And at the time, Joel made the decision that he thought was right because he was acting like he was in protective dad mode at that point. Right. I wouldn't want Ellie to die. Yeah. I'd rather Who have... cares about those other people? They're the worst. I'd rather like, have a cure. Every... I mean, think about it. Everyone that he had run into at that point was terrible. Why would he want to save them? That's my yeah. piece. I don't think he's. No, I get you. I don't think he's good or bad. I think he lives in the gray area, but I don't understand the idea of him being the villain specifically. I just think he's a. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a villain or not. I'm just saying he's a selfish piece of shit. That's all. Um. Mm. Yeah, he denied the world a cure he's, for a deadly disease that. The chance at a cure. Yeah, 
chance is better than no chance. Yeah, but yeah. there should but be I, a way I, to get I, the cure without killing her. I'd rather have a that, chance that, to have a cure. What, he was he was that's, trying I mean, to like, find a way to give her a choice. Like he, yeah. I mean, he should have told her. Yeah, that makes him kind of a dick. But like, he was try he was putting off the decision. So in the future, there'd be a way to get the cure without killing. He her. also told her that her yeah. like immunity means nothing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's where he's a dick. Yeah, it's like the fact that he didn't tell. He lied to her. He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, he like lives said, in a gray area, but I don't think he's the villain. Cut- yeah, I mean, he. Too, I just, I, I just saw him as a, as a dad, as a, as a dad, oh, yeah. who f- made a wrong decision, and now he feels like I'm, I need to save my kid, even though Ellie's not his kid. It'd be gay, so he became his daughter. Doesn't mean he had to kill mm-hmm. all you know, those like, scientists and shit. No, but like they were going to kill him. Parent wouldn't. They were defending themselves with a freaking want... scalpel, man. No, but on scalpels hurt. What parent, yeah, okay. Wouldn't like they're gonna hurt if if I know my dad. You know, I'm 32 years old. And he's 50. If if some dudes were trying to kill me, um, or like or like my life was on the line, and whether or not they're innocent of that or whatever, um, he would do everything in his power to make sure I'm safe. And that's any kind of parent, yeah. whether they they be father and mother or what or whatever or whatever. I just can't forgive. That's I just what can't I saw for killing people that ha- weren't that had like no. They weren't going to hurt him. There was no physical way that those scientists could have hurt him. He was in distress. He care. saw his yeah. like daughter figure I don't care. He's on a, the he's a criminal table. and he needs to be They're locked to up him. into the jails. <sighs> We've had this conversation before in relation to the Outer Worlds and they're, you know, eating like oh. the, the things made from uh... Oh, oh yeah, Ben's playing that now. I don't want to go back into we it. Yeah. But you know what it. I'm talking about. We, we said it already on the show. Yeah, but he forgot. I don't remember. I don't remember. Mm. That was um, a year ago. Th- the point is, you have a, a very different definition of what is evil compared to me. Because I see, and I'm not saying you're wrong for that. I'm not saying it's evil either. I'm just saying he's like an asshole and a piece of a shit. A dick. Fair. But I see like the situation. You know, like it, th- that world is not our world. You have to come you at things. You see a tad man angle. from New Jersey? So, uh, for one, it's the future. <laughs> Two, it's a like a dystopia. We're, we'll get there. Don't worry. You'll understand eventually. Yeah, the oh, fact that we're closer to that now more than ever, like, I'm more stagnant on my position about this. Yeah, but you're also not a parent. I mean, I'm not either. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's again, that idea of sympathy. So it's yeah. like, if you can come at it from their angle, it's one thing. If you can't, you wouldn't understand. And I'm not saying he's right. But I'm just saying it's something that you might not fully understand. I don't fully understand it either. I'm just like I'm accepting that that's what happened, and that he's not inherently a bad guy for wanting to save someone close to him. All right. Um, yeah. I just want to say like the just be, like my view of him from the first game going into this one. It's just hard to like be with him and like sympathize with him about his position. No, no, I feel you. It's just really yeah. hard. I just, I just saw. Yeah. I think they do a good job at humanizing him. We'll see. Like, throughout we'll the first see what game happens and into throughout this the game one. because I'm only what three or four hours in, so yeah, we'll see. Um, but I, I mean, s- the the effects of the first game are definitely felt. Yeah. Um, like they don't make him out to be a saint, and they shouldn't. That's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, so I've also been playing Ratchet and Clank the movie, the game. 
or is this called Ratchet and Clank <laughs> on PS4? Yeah, it's the it's a reboot of the first game. Basically. Um, and the framing devices is that uh, in their world they made a game based on Ratchet and Clank, and I can't remember what the guy's name is. The big muscly superhero Quark. Quark. Uh, yeah. Based off their tales, and then they also made a movie, and then mm-hmm. uh, Quark is wow, now, that's really fucking meta. Yeah, and then now Quark is uh, telling the inmates the real story of what happened. Um, oh, which frames him as the hero, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you're still playing as <laughs> Ratchet and Clank, and you're still going through all those worlds and levels and stuff, and it's it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot mm-hmm. more fun playing this version of the first one than the the original version. And, oh, the original yeah. game's trash. It's tough to go back. To I it. never played that one. I guess I started with the second one on the first PS2. one. Is just hard to go back to, man. It's yeah, it's just I, hard. It's it's Mega I, Man Syndrome for sure. Like, the first game has nostalgia, but it's not good. A lot of the Ratchet and Clank, like, uh, things, like, the the tropes came from the second game on. I remember liking it. I played the PS3, you know, up-res and stuff. Yeah, but that's when I first I, played it. I remember, it. like, a no- I remember when it came time to backtrack, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. I want to do this. Yeah. So going through um, the, the the remake now, it's really cool. Is like seeing all these old levels like brought back to life and like updated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having a lot more fun with the guns. Like they feel good to shoot now. Like the flamethrower feels pretty good now. Um, like I remember back then, the like the frame the flamethrower was not great, and I didn't want to ever use it. But now <laughs> I'm using it constantly, so I can. Um, um, get more materials because there's like upgrades for. These guns, like, you can get certain materials by using them. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna... I'm hopefully gonna play this game until I'm, I am hit credits, because I'm having a blast playing it. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And seeing that Ratchet and & Clank uh, trailer from the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 event got me in the mood for it. Yeah. Are you okay, then? What? What? Huh? What? I really hope we get a, a Miles Morales bundle, yeah. but I know I'm gonna buy a PS5, Spider-Man, and Ratchet and Clank like as close to launch as they all come out. Um, I'm so weak. And then huh. also, that's funny. That you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. He's just, just gonna trash me. Irrele- okay. I'm I'm irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. And then also, I uh, played some Control. Uh, I went back and I played oh. some of the uh, the DLC that came out a while ago, and oh, yeah. the Alan Wake DLC. No, not the Alan Wake. The I think it's the Foundation one. Oh, the first um, one. Yeah, the, the DLC one. Two's not out yet. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun going back into that world. Uh, there's a jukebox now, like that you have to put tokens into, and you have to like find out the. I think, I don't know if this is part of the DLC or like the post game stuff because there's there's a little bit of a confusion there. But I'll talk about the, the jukebox, and then I'll talk about the, the foundation area. So the jukebox, um, you can see it, like, earlier on in the game. You're like, well, what the hell is that? How do I get into that? So it's like a, it's like a sub-world that you go into once you put a quarter in. Like, the, there's only one track in there that plays, and it sucks you in. And then you're, so the story for that is that you're supposed to go in there and find out what happened to the team that went in there and, like, investigate that. Um, but you only have so much time to be in there because uh, it's, it's a jukebox that plays music. And, uh, so I went in there, came back out, and there's just, like, a bunch of, um, like, tokens, like, jukebox tokens that you can find throughout the world now, so you can, like, stack up on those and then go in. But the other part of the story is, um, 
apparently, like, the altered world or whatever is, like, is, like, coming into the real world, and it's, like, threatening to, like, it's basically, you know, two different worlds coming together, causing chaos. That's, that's some science fiction bullshit that I fucking love. Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's also new powers, uh, to be used. Like, there's all these, like, different crystals that pop up now that, like, roadblocks that... Um, I got the power to, like, destroy them with my gun, so I can just blast through them. It's pretty cool. Uh, just, like, more exploration and, like, you know, the Metroidvania kind of style of that game. Um. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm just having a, I'm just having a blast going back into Control and playing it, because it's a good playing game. That's it. Um, maybe it'll come in a watered-down version of the Switch at some point. (laughs) Dude. Dude. (laughs) I've I've seen that game. No, I've seen that game. Yeah, it can barely run on consoles, man. Yeah, you could run it on your PC, maybe on low. No, I doubt that. (laughs) Yeah, I... Probably not. I will say, though... It's a surprisingly high-end game. Yeah, I I am hitting 70 frames on that, though, so I'm pretty happy about it. Nice, Fle- big old PC That's an odd flex. number, but nice. Can you, can you, can you like? Why not just go one down and just go six nine? And just go nice every time <laughs> you see it. Oh man, I need to have a software that does it. <laughs> it wouldn't be a stable sixty nine though. It'd be like that's some yeah, because you're good. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it to be a stable sixty nine. <laughs> You're all rocking and shit right there. Like that's that's got to that? be the video, the uh, the episode title. Rocking, stable sixty nine. Stable sixty nine. <laughs> I was thinking rocking sixty nine, but that's good too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> either one. I for some reason I think rocking sixty nine might be a song to a seventies uh, music group or something. Yeah, there's uh, I think there's a one hit wonder from someone in sixty nine, like nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a song yeah. about the year nineteen sixty nine, but it's not. Yeah. If you know what I mean, it's very suggestive. Yeah. yeah. Like like Hotel California, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that song. All right, so let's head on into the news. <laughs> uh, this week we have some rocking uh, news. Uh, let's just start off with the EA stuff. So, sure, big announcement: uh, Skate Four is real. The meme is no longer a meme. I guarantee this only happened. Like the Tony Hawk thing got revealed. And they called these guys up, and they're like, hey, uh, you need to make Skate. <laughs> and that's why there's no footage or anything, because, like, they just started. Yeah, so, yeah, Skate 4 is real. Didn't see the game. That's that's literally all we know, is that these guys yep. said, we're making it. That's it. And they're very happy to have jobs again. Yay, jobs. But, like, it's actually a really good time for skate skater boys and girls right now. Because we got, you know, new Tony Hawk, there's, what is it, Skater XL or whatever? Skate XL. Yeah. Um, there's Skatebird. There's Sessions. Don't want to forget about Skatebird. Sessions is um, in uh, Yes, yeah, Sessions. And then, now Skate 4. Like, we were devoid of skater games the for a while. The skate economy is booming, my friends. Yeah. I mean, it is rolling. skateboard... Skateboarding kind of fell out of popularity in general in America. That's so. true, and it's coming back now. Yeah, yeah, I hate what? kids. I hate, I hate kids. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn kids and your fucking skateboards. I understand what my dad was talking about now. I understand. <laughs> uh, so some other things from the uh, EA Play 2020 uh, stream. 
so I'm not reading any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> response free to play game battle royale game is coming to Switch this fall. Uh, Apex. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this looks cool. Do I need to take over? Yeah, sure. Go um, ahead. I don't care about. Okay. This. Yeah. So Rocket Arena is another kind of like hero shooter type thing. Um, it's a three v three. Uh, action shooter. Each hero has their own special abilities. You know, that that old chestnut. But everything is rockets. So there's, you know, you don't switch out guns or anything. Just everyone has different variations of rocket abilities. And, like, they all have, like, a dash and, a like, a rocket boost. And it just, it looks very, like, high-octane cool. Uh, like, rockets-only mode in most shooters. Um, and it's very kind of cartoony and like stylized. Um, I like the, the almost like Legend of the Hidden Temple style levels that you play on. Um, it looks like the levels themselves like actually like are animated and take part in the battle with you. Like you can use like the environmental objects and stuff to your advantage. It just it looks very arcadey and fun. Um, and it's going to be crossplay on every platform, which is awesome. Uh, EA is getting big into the crossplay, and I respect it a lot. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's basically Overwatch with rockets. Let's be honest. Um, did you read any of these? No. Gotta okay, get that cool. esports in there. Uh, Apex Legends has a new season coming. Uh, that's like treasure focused. I didn't really. I don't know that much about Apex Legends. I didn't totally understand it. But it has the deepest lore. There's a new mode. It looks kind of cool. Um, you can get like a bunch of new stuff in it, and you have like a item, like a new item that's a mobile respawn center. Uh, that you each person has one of, and they can drop wherever, whenever, uh, to bring their a party member back. But there's no like actual respawn zones on the map anymore. Um, in this mode. And then they also announced that it is coming to Switch again with crossplay across all platforms this fall. You guys want to play Apex Legends when it comes out for Switch? Mm, no. I mean, I'd be up for it. Like, I liked yeah. the game. I just had other stuff to play and never got back to it. And I was never really that interested. Oh, mm. I enjoyed it. Like, as far as Battle Royales go, I think it's like one of the better ones. I'll carry both of you. It's okay. Yeah, we can check it that out. Sounds good. <clears throat> um, then they announced to die in the first shoot. The first uh, they announced shoot. a bunch of their <laughs> wow. You can tell he doesn't play many. Uh, hey, where'd Ben? Hey, where'd where Ben go? I I di- I respawned. I died. I died in the first shoot, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> at least, and we never respawn him because we don't trust him. At least like uh, Low isn't around to team kill him, so you'll never get to experience uh. that. Wait, okay, you have to tell me about that later. I don't remember this. Oh, he's he's the, the uh, master of friendly fire. Yeah. It's, <laughs> fire is, is that where it started? Or was that player notes? That's funny. It was PUBG. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. But it continued that's into funny. Apex Legends, yeah. It did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And he kind of leaned into it, too. He was a little evil for a little while mm-hmm. there. <laughs> <laughs> um... Because it's like I think Apex Legends has like an auto heal or something, so he would shoot you, like when it was all safe, knowing that you could you know heal it back. <laughs> anyway, 
They also announced that a bunch of the I miss Low. Um, a bunch of the <laughs> EA games. He's probably watching this right now, which is funny. Um, a bunch of the EA games are coming to Steam. Uh, like I think Apex Legends was one of them. Sims Four, uh, Rocket Arena when it comes out will be on Steam. There are a few others, but they're not listed here. I don't remember what they are. Like a lot of the back catalog, basically from EA, is going to Steam. Um, there was a few that were already announced, like Need for Speed. Uh, but I think they all like have third-party logins, so you still have to have an Origin account. You just sign in, like to oh, the so game, it's, it's, and then it works through Steam from then on. It's the Ubisoft shit. Yeah. So all they want is your data. They don't care how you play. So it's another service I have to, another thing email I have to sign up for, which means another attempt of somebody taking my information. Thanks, yeah. assholes. But they're probably getting rid of the launcher, is what I guess. Okay. They just want your data through the account, and then you can play on Steam. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, well. mm-hmm. the I think the big news, we'll get to Star Wars in a little bit, but I think the big news was the EA Originals, uh, because they are consistently solid games. Um, me and Thomas have played a way yeah. out. Uh, there's also like uh, Unravel. Was that a EA? Was, was that what I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they announced three new titles, which again, I don't know why only two of them are on here. This article's trash. But whatever. <laughs> why are you trash? Um, Aww. good old boy, uh, Joseph Ferris. Oh, this is the fuck the Oscars guy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They had a nice like uh, reel leading into all of these these studios, and his talked about how um, outlandish he is. But I didn't realize he's actually like a film director. Like he's made movies, yeah. and and like he kind of takes that idea into his games, which is why A Way Out is very like cinematic and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, he talked about how he loves to make games that like aren't just the same gameplay mechanic over and over again. Like, he wants his games to feel like movies. Um, so he's trying to find, like, interesting gameplay mechanics to tell the narrative with. So he introduced their, uh, Hazelight's new game called It Takes Two, which is another kind of asynchronous, uh, two-player game where you basically play the, uh, the dolls of a married couple getting divorced. Um, that sounds depressing as fuck. So the daughter of a couple getting divorced uh, b- creates well. these two dolls of her parents in order to help her cope with the loss. Um, which I find fascinating because I'm a child of two-time divorce. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't want to touch this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, the you play as these two characters that, like, she's created... In these kind of like, um, like big worlds, uh, so it's like you know you might be in like a living room, but it looks like a big fantasy world based around the living room because like you're playing with toys. So it's got kind of like a Toy Story feel to it, um, but with his interesting type of asynchronous gameplay that changes throughout the game, like whatever you have to do changes. There wasn't a lot of information, but the trailer looked great. It's a very pretty game. I like the style. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And then another one they showed off was... I forget the studio. Zoink. Um, and 
it, this is a, a Tim Burton type, like graphically looking game, uh, called Lost and Random, uh, which I wasn't sold on, like from the aesthetic, because I'm not a big fan of that Tim Burton style. But it's a I really it. quirky world. Like again, graphically it looks great. I feel like these are all next gen ga- games, um, and the uh, the whole gimmick of it is it's it's a world that's very like. Uh, strict and adheres to its principles and everything and you are equipped with this like sentient die die sorry I was going to say dice but the singular is die um, that goes around with you and you're supposed to kind of use it to bring in elements of random uh, to this there's this very strict world um, and it looks like it plays kind of like a just a you know adventure platformer like a Zelda game almost um where you use the die to, like, fight and then also solve puzzles and, you know, platforming challenges and things like that. Um, but there's very little information. A lot of it was concept art and stuff like that. But it also looks really cool. Um, the third one I will have to find real quick because I don't know why it's not listed here. Um, you were right about the Tim Burton. That is very much a Tim Burton's art style. Right. Oh no! The, I guess like the even, third one was Rocket Arena. He, okay. Yeah, even like the dude, the like in that first shot, like you see the dude with the top hat, like that's the mayor from Halloween. Yeah. Um, from Nightmare Before Christmas. This is like, legit it's him. a it's a very unique style for a game. It just doesn't really sell me. But the gameplay, I think, looks really cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So the third one is Rocket Arena. We already talked about it. I didn't realize that was one of the EA originals. Um. And then they did a quick kind of highlight reel of, like, the EA Sports titles and stuff like that. No one really cares. Um, and then they did a, a surprisingly deep dive of the Star Wars Squadrons game that we, I think, talked about last week as them announcing. Um, and it looks cool. Like, it looks like the definitive Star Wars dogfight game. Um, yeah, it does. I wasn't, like, I wasn't interested before the announcement or anything. I think it's cool that we're getting more Star Wars games, but I never really got into the Rogue Squadron games or anything like that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of just like the, you know, the cockpit, like taking up most of your view and doing all the technical controls and stuff like that. But then they said that the entire game can be played in VR. And I was like, Oh, now I'm kind of interested. Nice. Cause I've been trying That's pretty badass. Yeah. That's like the dream. Right. Like, I've been trying to find a cool, like, VR racing game. Because, like, you know, the the Oculus has, like, the cool touch controllers uh, that, like, can turn and stuff like that. Sorry. Uh, what? Do you have Wipeout as an option for you, or no? I don't know. Wipeout Omega I have collection? the Oculus Link. I'll have to check. Uh, see if the Wipeout Omega collection is available for you. Because I played that on P- PlayStation VR, and I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Because I got Project Cars 2, uh, because that's that has VR capability. But it didn't, like, you had to, I had to use a controller. Yeah. Well. So, like, you can see around you, but you can't actually, like, you know, use a steering wheel or anything, like, with the controls. So, anyway, I thought this would be really cool in VR. So, I want to see some examples first. But, like, the game itself looks great. I mean, they, they basically say that, like, you know, from beginner to expert, like, you can make it as technical as you want as far as, like, how you divert power to different systems and all that stuff. Um, and, like, being able to do, like, quick turns in the air and, you know, like, it's it's going to feel like you are actually flying a spaceship. Yeah. 
but knowing that you can do it in VR, like if they get the controls right with the the Oculus controls, like I want to actually be able to like have you know two sticks like each each hand. He wants and be able to like in VR. Move. That's what he wants. Basically, <laughs> and then I'd probably play it. Like if if it sells me on that, but just my on only, PC, I don't really care. My only issue with this, is I like just from a general looking at, it, I feel like the cockpit, the window is like that's a lot. Like where you're not looking outside of the cockpit, you're more looking the the cockpit right? interior takes up a lot of the main screen. And that's I what don't I don't know how like. to feel about that. Yeah, it's like fifty percent like, of your screen is cockpit. Yeah. That is a that is like a huge cockpit in your face if you you know <laughs> that's you know too much I mean. cockpit yeah <laughs> yeah which in VR that might be cool because that's how it would look yeah where like if you're from but from like a uh, like a non VR like me person who would probably throw up but the idea of being in a uh, dogfight but right know. like being this far away from your PC monitor and having it be like fifty yeah. percent cockpit I don't want that but in yeah. VR like being surrounded by cockpit. <laughs> That could be pretty hot. I mean, like, cool. Uh, uh, Right. Oh, you can uh, customize your guys. You can customize your guy. (laughs) You can customize the actual ship. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's. I I was going to get more into that stuff. Like, there's actually a story mode, uh, which is pretty cool. There's different missions. Like, uh, the the game kind of has you doing, um, like, take out the minions, take out the, the bomber ships, and then take out, like, the main ship. It's kind of the main mode. Uh, but the story mode will have you doing all different kinds of things. I feel like it's going to be mostly like almost a tutorial for the multiplayer. But what's cool is you take uh, a rebel fighter and an imperial. Fu- I think I got that right. The good guys and bad guys. <laughs> uh, the story covers both sides. Um, so like different missions will have you, you know, on the good side or the bad side. Um, and that's kind of neat, like from a storytelling standpoint. And, um, also in multiplayer, like your ships, you can choose between the two different types. Uh, so there's six total, no, eight. Yeah, eight total ships that I assume there'll probably be more, like, in DLC later. But, um, there's basically four of, like, four types of ships and then, you know, one on each side, essentially. So, like, you might have the, you know, the TIE fighter and the X-wing and then, like, the, the TIE bomber and the, Y wing, why? Okay, thank you. Y wing. Um, I know my ships. Fair enough. <laughs> it lists them all. I just don't want to watch the trailer right now while I'm going over this. Um, a wing and tie interceptor. Thank you. What's the last one? Um, V wing and shove it up your ass. Okay. Hmm. There you go. That's a real ship. It's a real ship. It's new. It's kind uh, of... did you already say interceptor? It's... I said tie interceptor, yeah. Uh, it's that's actually just, that's tie reaper that's what and looks U-wing. Like a bat. Yeah, U-wing. That's not a wait. Pa- wait, hold on. Patrick Ewing is in this game. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, awesome. The, the last is like the support class, and it's the tie reaper on one side and the U-wing on the other side. The U-wing is a new thing. Is that because I know X-wing, Y-wing, B-wing, which doesn't get enough love. It doesn't. Um, and and the A-wing. Um. There's also a V-Wing that was in the Rogue Squadron games, but that thing sucked. Mm. U-Wing. Yeah, then there's the TIE Interceptor and the A-Wing. You're right about that. Of course I am. And then... I I found them while you were talking, so I figured I'd show them off real quick. Um, And then the TIE Reaper and the... No, that's the third. Okay. TIE Reaper and U-Wing. What's the last one, then? TIE Bomber, TIE... TIE... TIE Y-Wing? 
X Wing. Oh, I think I skipped the TIE Bomber. Okay. No, yeah, TIE Bomber and Y Wing. There it is. Yeah, because those are the bomber classes, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, Y Wing sucks. Sorry. It's a 5v5 uh, spaceship game. So, like, you know, your squadron is made up of any of those combination of four ships. Um, because the 5v5, obviously, is the Empire versus the Imperials. I think that's right. Rebel Alliance. That's it. Are the Imperials the same as the Empire? Yes, they are, buddy. Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Fair enough. Um, I feel we're ashamed. Rebel, we're, we're rebels. What should we name ourselves? Imperialist genius. <laughs> They'll never know. I... I'm ashamed of my Star Wars knowledge. It's fine. There's so much stuff, though. Let's, let's just get no. into the story. Um, I don't know where else yeah. you were going with it, but they also have, like, fleet battles, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <gasps> ship to ship, like, 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 like Super ships. Star Destroyer. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff here. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's just, it, the gameplay itself is not up my alley. But I love that they're making it. We've been waiting for a good spaceship combat game, and I I hope to God this is it. It's true. Uh, it's also and not it's, a full. They they did say that like you know EA is trying to turn themselves around. They said that it's going to be a forty dollar game with no microtransactions. Yeah. Whoa, Lo- I love that they have to specify that. It makes yeah. me giggle every time. So like it's a budget title, which kind of worries me, but I think that's because there's not much of the story. Like I said, I think that's just more. It's of a probably going to be more of a multiplayer game. Yeah. yeah, and then I think they're gonna do like season pass type DLC stuff with new ships and customizables That'd and be stuff. Cool. Because Peace like the way you shit. can customize your ships is insane. Like there's so many things to like switch out the Which parts is... and colors and all that. Yeah, that's odd considering the especially for like the the Empire because like that's very much why they don't customize <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe like. You know, elite, maybe like elite classes. <gasps> I wonder if in a DLC you get to play as uh, Vader's ship from A New Hope. Oh, that would be badass. Oh. That's probably the kind of With thing the... they would do is introduce, like, specific character ships. Oh, like, you get to play as, like, the Millennium Falcon or Paul Dameron's X-Wing or some stupid shit like that. Yeah. Because Paul Dameron has a badass X-Wing. Yeah, he did. Orange and black. Yeah. That's probably just a, you know, customizable in the game already. But anyway, um, aside from that, like I said, they spent a lot of time on Star Wars. It was like a 50-minute thing, and I think it was like 25 minutes on Star Wars. Um, But they did a quick little sizzle reel of, like, next-gen projects at the end. And they definitely showed off Dragon Age 4. Uh, It was, like, just a few, like, almost basically animated stills. Um, But the, the locations... I didn't notice them. I thought it was cool looking, but I didn't know what they were. But everyone analyzed them as, like, things straight out of Dragon Age lore. Um, and then there was also a new Battlefield game, uh, which was mostly, like, an- not animatics. Uh, wireframe stuff? Is it animatics? Um, like, showing big battlefields, and then some uh, face animation tech. But it looked good. And then the last one was a new game from EA Motive uh, that looks like some kind of new, like, probably competitive shooter using a, like, a gravity gun. Um, so, sure. 
like it seems like they have a lot more stuff that's roughly in development than they have stuff actually coming out. But whatever. This was this was a, a pretty basic showing for EA Play this year. Um, a lot of uh, you know things out on the horizon without much to show. Horizon Zero Dawn. There's no segue. I'm sorry. No. Oh, also, Star Wars Squadrons is coming out in October. Am I taking over? Like, actually, yes. All right, fine. (laughs) Um. So we already have Skate Four. We talked about that one. Uh, (laughs) just because I said that. Speaking of fours. Um, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, uh, has been leaked. I hope that's a placeholder title. I hope. I kind of like it. I hope that's the real title. I mean, this I is real it. box art, so I'd assume I that's the real title. so much. It's kind of great. Because <laughs> it's probably going to be the about box- time travel, and then it's also like, it's a very late sequel, so it works. Right, exactly. I, yeah. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Sorry. Um, well, you. whatever. It's it's not for you. That's what they say, right? Uh, so, like, at first I thought this this was one of those, like, you know, fake leak things. But also, uh, there's been some uh, stuff being sent out to different news outlets, kind of teasing something related to Crash Bandicoot. Um, it's like a like, puzzle thing or something? Yeah, th- this mentioned a 200-piece puzzle with a uh, that's, like, spelled out the message, a little something to help pass the time, um, and had one of the masks seen on oh this leaked cover. Not time puns, no, no. So, like, the fact that it was also, like, you know, the cover was leaked and stuff, it's definitely real. Uh, normally we wouldn't cover this kind of thing, but... So yeah, it's kind of big news. Uh, they're weirdly current-gen games, which makes me think they're coming out like this fall, with some uh, you know forward compatibility type stuff. Uh, the Xbox Probably. One version specifically has like on on the box art, it has Xbox One and Xbox Series X on it, um, with like enhanced for Series X text yeah. on it. No Switch version. Hmm. I can see it being ported, um, but it's being developed by Tours for Bob. Uh, in conjunction with Activision, uh, which they worked on the uh, Spyro Reignited trilogy, weirdly. Um, the ones, sorry, I'm trying to find it. The ones that worked on Insane Trilogy were... Vicarious Visions. Thank you. Um, I assume they probably have something to do with this game, but like, it's kind of weird that it's being made by this... <laughs> You know, the Spyro remake yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, considering how well they remade those three games. Yeah. And implemented those two hidden levels. Those two new levels. Yeah. Uh, because everyone knows the Spyro remakes were not as uh, polished as the Crash remakes were. That's because Spyro <laughs> sucks in general. Rude. I mean, you can't... I mean, like, when, you're, when your foundation is just terrible. You know, you can't... Your you can foundation is terrible. So with it. I know I am. That's why my knees hurt. <laughs> well, now it's real. <laughs> uh, speaking of terrible foundations, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was delayed again. 
Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand this. A lot of things are being. No, delayed. I was just eating a, a crunch a bar. What are you talking world. about? Um, but this is a game that's already been delayed like five times. <laughs> so it yeah. just kind of sucks to have to announce another delay. I feel yeah, bad for them. I, I mean, yeah. But I, mean, I, also, I read that The Witcher Two. I was like, mm-hmm. I read The Witcher Two was like delayed like a lot, mm-hmm. like a lot. So it's just normal for them. Just want to get it right. Yeah, that's fair. But it's been like this is almost becoming the new like Square project, you know. Like, hopefully, it ends up being good, unlike their games. Um, but it's being delayed from September seventeenth to November nineteenth, which I see as a positive because unless Avengers is delayed again, it means I won't be competing time between those two games, and I won't be competing yeah. time with Destiny. True. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they, yeah, unless they drop something at that point. But there's also a lot of big stuff coming out in November. Like, it's going to be hitting right at the holiday rush. And when new consoles are coming out, probably. I mean, you could play this, probably, you'll probably be able to play this game on your new console. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, Maybe that's why it was I think late. that's probably why it's being, yeah, that's why, that's what I'm thinking, that they pushed it back to line it up, because they don't have anything else! Sorry. Yeah. They have Crash. They do have Crash. <laughs> I mean, that's a current <laughs> Uh, I bought a PS5 to play Crash Bandicoot 4. Yeah, I, I saw a yeah. leak, like, I, I wouldn't make it news or anything, but I saw a leak that the PS5 is coming out November 20th. So, like, if this hits November 19th, like, they would definitely be pushing it for launch. For sure. But I don't know if that's actually happening. Um, speaking... Well, they have said it, it, it is, it is like, it is confirmed to work on the next-gen consoles, so... Yeah, I'm thinking it's, like, it probably takes a little bit of effort to get it to run... On PS5 hardware and mm-hmm. Xbox Series X hardware. To be able to take advantage of them, yeah. Because anything can run. Like, it can just run in PS4 mode, basically. Uh, they're just beefed up pros at this point. But speaking of PS5, uh, we got some more details on the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. Uh, some oh, yeah. basic plot details, mostly. But uh, it did say that it's set a year after the events of the first game. Uh, which isn't terribly surprising, because the DLC of that, at least, ends in, like, fall. So, we know that the game takes place in winter. If it was that Ooh. winter, it would be, like, two months later, and he would be very green. Um, so, the fact that he's had a year to practice is better, at least. Uh, and, yeah, it's the it kicks off just before Christmas, as a street war kicks off between an energy corporation and a high-tech criminal army. Roxon, probably Roxon. Oh, for sure, Roxon. Yeah, and probably Osborne, because that's the only other high-tech thing I can think of. I assume Prowler is going to be the main villain, or at least a villain, um, and he is a high-tech cr- criminal, but he could be, like, funded by Osborne. Yeah. Uh, because in the comics, he gets, like, his gear, like, he steals it from Osborne, uh, yeah. which could still be the case. But I have a feeling there's going to be a connection between them, for sure. Um, and probably Roxxon is going to be competing with uh, Oscorp as like the new monopoly in the city. But anyway, uh, Harlem, where Miles now lives, is in the middle of that war, and he sets out to put a stop to it. So this is still like you know Marvel's New York City, but Harlem was an extremely small part of the original map. Uh, it was like one district. So I have a feeling they're going to like 
flesh that area out more. Uh, and, you know, add more details to the map. Even though it's going to be the same map, it'll seem bigger because there'll be, like, more stuff to do in that area. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a way to save some time and stuff by using the same map, but just adding stuff to it rather than making a whole new map. Could you go to Hell's Kitchen in Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, there was actually, like, a kind of a collectible type thing you could do in the game where you go to different areas, like, different landmarks and take pictures. And there was a lot of neat little Easter eggs around. Um, so, like, okay. the, one of the uh, picture locations was um, the Murdoch law firm. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Nice. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, I, I should do that again with the with the stream version. Because I didn't do it with the story play or anything. I, I, you know, I left that stuff all undone. I didn't want to deal with it. But I do like those things. Yeah, I'll have to remember what they are. Um, anyway... He's, like I said, he's been training for about a year, uh, so he's still learning. Um, and it says along the way, Miles will discover new powers that set him apart from Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Which we've seen already, but it sounds like part of the story is going to be him learning about his new abilities, which is kind of cool. Um, they also said that Miles is being designed to feel distinct from Peter Parker. Uh, aside from offering different powers, he also has different combat and traversal animations. Uh, which show off his lower confidence in being a superhero. <laughs> um, so he flails around more when he swings, is the kind of the main thing they point out. Uh, which I like. Yeah, you know? it's kind of, yeah. it's funny. Um, you, you can actually see that in the trailer. Like, he, he lets go of a web swing and just kind of, like, like flops a little bit as he goes down. <laughs> like, trying to get his bearings again, you know? Like, oh god, oh god, don't die, don't die, don't die! Yeah. Um... And they also stated that, you know, Peter is still out there, he still has more story to tell, but they want to focus this next game on Miles. Um, so, I don't know if that means, like, Peter's not in the game at all, or if it just means he's not playable and he will be a smaller part of the story. It's hard to say. He'll make a cameo, of course he'll make a cameo. Yeah, I mean, like, the voiceover in that trailer, I think, was new VO. So, I'm sure he'll be in it. Yeah. But, um... They said that PS5 tech will be used in ways we already knew about: near instant loading, ray tracing, 3D audio, and all those spider webs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ray trace spider webs. Um, character models should look more realistic, and even the returning New York City has been updated for its PS5 debut, which is where I'm talking about. That they'll probably make it bigger, add more details, more landmarks, that kind of thing. Um, also, it's going to be winter time, so it'll just look different anyway. Yeah. Uh, this report doesn't cover the size of the game, but the general reports have kind of put it as something like Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, so no official confirmation, but that's been the idea. So yeah, not a lot of new information, but it was just kind of like a developer overview of the trailer we saw. Um, and that's neat. I think the coolest part is that it does, like... I thought they were actually going to move him out of New York and, like, have it be its own thing. But I like that they're setting it in Harlem. Um, it's going to be more cultural, kind of like, you know, the Luke Cage syndrome. Um, going to have its own feel. And that he's still, like, a fresh superhero. Uh, but he's had a year. Which is why he has a suit, probably. Uh, I don't have any more transitions. I don't understand this Pokemon DLC story. Do you want to talk about that? 
So, um, yeah, so obviously, as Justin talked about earlier, Pokemon, the uh, expansion officially came out. Now, if you don't, if you aren't aware, if you don't play Pokemon, uh, each version you had Sword and Shield, so that means there are two different exp- there two different versions of the same expansion. Uh, one expansion oh. that's specifically for Pokemon Shield, one expansion that's specifically for Pokemon Sword. Uh, so what's been happening apparently, and some people are rushing, or you have parents who just don't pay attention, which is that's your fault for not paying attention to your kids' interests, and they will neglect you in a few years. I know you're listening, mom. Sorry. Um. Uh. Anyways. Uh. So what's led to this is that, like, say I've I've seen reports of people buying, owning Pokemon, either Sword or Shield, and accidentally buying the other. Uh expansion pass but because they do not have the compatible game the expansion pass will not work and because nintendo's uh i had the word on my tongue and now it's gone um barbaristic anti-consumer policy (laughs) um i was gonna go more like neo-lethargic but that's not a word neo-lethargic yes okay Uh, neo-lethargic policies on the show Listen, man, how do you think the English language was created, okay? Just make shit up. That's true. Shakespeare um, did it. Everyone loved him. Yeah. N- Nintendo's neo-lethargic policies, uh, you cannot get a refund if you bought it. So, say, say I own Pokemon Shield, but I accidentally click. Even though you had to click multiple times to get it, I'm not defending this policy, but you have to click multiple times to make sure you have it. But again, this is probably for parents who don't know the difference. Yeah. Uh, but if you're like a... Um, then you can't get your money back. It's gone. Your thirty bucks are gone. You have to spend another thirty to get the other expansion, or you spend the sixty and get the other version and replay the game all over again. Which you're not gonna do that. So yeah, this is this stupid Nintendo should offer fucking refunds. Like at this point, like, or it seriously. should just be one DLC that you buy and it applies to your version. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it should it it should it shouldn't matter. And it should they should have programmed it to where it can detect. Because and, and the reason why it's two different versions in their defense is because you have specific Pokemon and you have specific character. Because not just Pokemon, specific characters that show up. So like one one expansion gets one specific potential gym leader, the other one gets the other. But I don't understand why they couldn't have created something where you bought the thirty dollars expansion and it can tell which version you have because it's already on there. Right. Unless you bought the second one, unless you bought two, because there are people who do that. And it can't. Maybe they could. They could. Maybe they thought about that. And maybe that. It, they then it would just prompt something. Go- which version do you want to apply this DLC to? That's true. <laughs> Still a simple solution. But who? I mean, that's that sounds easy. But that may be a lot hard. Be, that may be a lot harder to implement in practice. Like we say that, but who knows how difficult that would. Have been. But you know what's really easy to implement? Refunds. Yes. That, that's what I said. That's that's the that's the number one answer, especially considering how they got raked over the coals on how certain games they were promoting certain games, looking at you, Mortal Kombat 11, as showing the PS4 graphics, and then you look at the game and it's you know they're not like they're serviceable, yeah. but don't mislead people. There was like five um, seconds of actual Switch footage before the game came out. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, this is this is bad. Like they really should refund people who actually like, again. I'm mostly go. I'm mostly concerned for parents who don't, you know, understand the differences in the kids. Although there are age who grew up with Pokemon, like come on, guys, be somewhat somewhat interested in what your kid wants. But like to any like our age who like just rush, like dude, just chill, relax. Or you just make like an honest mistake, man. Like that shit happens, right? I, I mean, like you have to go through multiple times. 
Like it's, you get to like you know verify in this world? the money and going there. A lot. There's gonna be mistakes. <laughs> I get it. No, I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not defending the 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 policies, and they should be refunds. Yeah. But like seriously, take your t- take your time. Like seriously, just double check. Make sure you're buying the right make one. Make sure you're uh, and, you're, uh, you know you drink a lot of water before you go and make your purchase. Um, yes. Do it the high. Remember your password and, and, and enable two step verification. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so th- that's it. Uh, okay, right. cool. That makes sense. Um, so on good news related to Nintendo, you don't have to do the other one if you don't want to do it. No, I want to. Okay. Um, I think this is cool. A few developers in Japan working from home created a small little free jump rope game for Switch that's available now. Um, anyone can go grab it at least until September. Weirdly, I don't know why it's limited, but. Um, yeah, you hold the Joy-Con in each hand, do jump rope motions, and the cute little bunny character on screen, uh, tracks your, your, your successful, uh, jump ropes. <laughs> you, you know, jump up and down, do actual jump rope stuff, and it keeps track of your daily score, uh, just like, you know, other exercise games. Um, I feel like they put this out as a consolation prize for all the people that can't get Ring Fit Adventure right now. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, that's neat. Like, it's a free exercise game for all the people stuck at home. Like, that's... We need more of that stuff. Why not? Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. I haven't checked it out yet, because I do have Ring Fit. um, Which I just started up again. I didn't mention that one. But I got, like, 15 minutes in and was hurting. Uh, Maybe that's where my stomach hurts. Uh, You don't work out often. I know. Well, I was doing, like, outside work and stuff for a while. So, like, I was getting exercise, but... Not the same, brother. It is though. Like digging, like yeah, digging is in in terms of no, no. It's an it's a physical exercise, but in terms of like like working like a physical like specific part of your body, it's not. Oh, true. If you're not if if you're just me as somebody who fell on a girl because he decided to hey I'm gonna run. I'll tell this. Yeah, um, because I decided to do my leg workout after I hadn't done anything in a while, and then I sat down on a park, and I tried to get up, and I fell on a girl who we ended up dating afterwards, so it worked oh, out. Oh, wow. Mm. kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah, so, Aww. like, yeah, if, if, you're, if your body, like, like if, if you're not doing a specific activity where your body isn't used to, your body doesn't get used to it, and you go back to it, it's going to fucking hurt. It's going to suck. Yeah. That's why you just keep doing it, and then you change it up. Sorry, yeah. don't listen to the fat guy talk about exercise outfits from so, 2008. would you say that you fell in love? Wow. No, because <laughs> no, because a month later, she uh, cheated on me, so it's whatever. And that's the news. Yep, that's the news. My sad, sad romantic life, yeah. The news about Ben and his sad romantic life. No. Yeah. Yes. Um... All right, sixty-nine. Justin, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be doing more Spider-Man, or I'm going to be starting Spider-Man, I should say, on Sunday uh, at like noon, and then more Tales of Zestiria next week. Um, also, Spider-Man Storyplay started up again. If you're interested in the DLC story for that game, Ben, that's me. 
Uh, Twitter.com slash Marvelous Hickey, where you'll probably be seeing nothing but tweets of me and my pictures from the world of Bionis, and I love, God, I love this game. But I, uh, I do have an announcement, uh, because I got the blessing of Thomas, and I figured we're gonna, it's gonna start soon, so fuck it, let's just get it out of the bag. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I, I love Godzilla, everybody knows Wait, that, what? it's not a secret, uh, I, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, shock, right, yeah. East goes um, Yeah, so, um, that's racist, um, no, but, it's a, uh. it's a line. It's, it's yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, so uh, I love Godzilla. I love everything, and I've been wanting to talk about Godzilla, but I do not want to put these guys through the torture of watching the original Muzumi because they they take a certain epithet. I already watched to Godzilla sit some of them. King Kong with you. I think I'm good for now. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm talking. So uh, me and a friend of mine named Tyler, who's on our Discord, He's in the chat say right hi to him, now, please. So want to say hi. Yeah. Hi. Sub Tyler. I didn't. I, yeah. Um. Love you, buddy. Uh. So. Um. Tyler the TV. No. 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 All no. right. No, he's T man. Um. Uh, I call him that at work. We work together at Walmart. Um. Anyway, so uh, we are going to do a finite podcast. I call it finite because we're gonna. It, it's gonna end at some point. It's not gonna go on forever. That's what uh, we are going to. Yeah, I know. Just explaining for non-literate people because unfortunately this is America. Illiterate. Um. I mean, illiterate. Shut up. See, I this just is, proved my own point. This is an audio medium, though. There's no literacy. That's true. No, you have to read the notes. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe people don't read those. Don't uh, so we, me and him, are. It's called Atomic Shot. That's Tyler's name idea. It's pretty so, good. Like just brilliant. Yeah, it's like it's it's branding, um, <laughs> on brand, baby. My special brand, my eyes. Um, uh, it's called Atomic Shot, and we are going to review every single Godzilla movie from 1954, of the original Gojira, all the way up to 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters. And I will go ahead and say this now, yes, we will be reviewing, at whenever we get there, uh, Godzilla 1998, starring, um, what's his name? Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick so. The best Godzilla movie. Yeah, we movie. will... No, it's not. So, um, they, these aren't going to be, wa- so just to clarify, these are not watch alongs just because of our schedule. These are, we're going to watch the movie, we're going to get notes, and we're going to basically, you may have heard this stuff before. We just want, I just want to talk about Godzilla with somebody, honestly. That's really the only purpose of this is existing. And if you want to hear other people talk about Godzilla, um, please listen. You know, you, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you want to hear some Godzilla content from us, it's great, and share your own stories with Godzilla. We'll be sharing. Our, I know I'll be sharing my personal stories with Godzilla. A lot of these movies I haven't seen, uh, so it'll be fun to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, my idea so far is to do it in seasons. So because Godzilla is broken up into three different eras, so season one will be from 1954 to 1975. Uh, so if you want to watch along with us, and you know before we come out, um, we'll we'll you know we'll let you know what the movie is, or at least I'll let. Thomas Nona posted on the Twitter um, what the movie is, so if you want to watch it before we record or before we release an episode, uh, so you can, you know, do you don't want, because we will be spoiling it and all. So yeah, Atomic Shot coming soon uh, with Gojira 1954, the original classic. And also, I am going to work on a YouTube video. Yes, I'm working on a YouTube video. I want to talk about Animal Crossing and what that game has meant to me and how I was surprised on how much I ended up loving it, even though I resisted it for the longest time. So look for that coming soon. Nice. 
Are, do you think the podcast will last long enough to do uh, Godzilla versus King Kong? I mean, yeah, that's the third movie in the series, so yeah, we'll get to that no, early. The, the, the new... I mean, possibly, that's, like, the show era alone is 15 movies, and we're not gonna, like, yeah, yeah, and more than likely it'll leap in the next year, and then, like, we'll, depending on when we end, because the last movie is 2019, and then, you know, it'll be, yeah, we'll probably do it at some point, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll have a schedule, leave me alone. Okay. We'll do it, yeah, it'll be the last Godzilla movie, yeah, that'll be the capper. And you can follow me on Twitter, CSG Thomas. Also, email me, Thomas at Charshot.com, if you want to be a guest on one of my shows, Destiny, this show, or a wrestling show that we have. Um, rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts. And uh, you can just follow me here at Gameplay Stuff. I stream out these shows, uh, all my other podcasts that I do, and uh, some Destiny stuff and uh, some other guest stuff. I'm going to be posting... Um, Best Destiny. Yes, go ahead. Best best Destiny podcast on the planet. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> From a person who doesn't play the damn game. I'm also planning on putting up more like uh, Destiny stuff on my YouTube channel, which is this game play stuff. And uh, is this going to be more like full, like a full playthrough of like a raid or a dungeon or something? Uh, I might do like guides and stuff, but that depends on if people want that or not. So. Till then, guys, enjoy your games and have a good night.